You're listening to the Pursuit of Christ podcast, where we are passionate about developing a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ by taking the truths of Scripture and applying them to everyday life. We hope that you'll be encouraged and challenged as we examine God's Word together today. Welcome to our next episode. As we study through the book of Proverbs together, I'm thankful that you've taken some time to join me this morning. And I know we've been off for a couple of days with the holiday weekend, enjoyed some time with family and our church family, enjoyed sleeping in a little bit uh, yesterday after a very, very busy weekend here at Arise Baptist Church. But I'm thankful for what the Lord is doing. I'm thankful for the souls that were saved last week and the baptism that we celebrated on Sunday for William. I'm thankful for new families joining Arise Baptist Church and more families coming with that desire. We're excited about another baptism here just a couple of weeks away, and I'm thankful for continued spiritual growth in the lives of people. It's often easy for us to measure spiritual growth in numbers, salvations, baptisms, people joining the church. But I would challenge you and encourage you with this thought, that spiritual growth is not always measured by the numbers. In fact, I think some of the most powerful spiritual growth is that which takes place often unnoticed by many people. It's what takes place in our own lives as we purpose to walk with the Lord in obedience with Him. It's what takes place in our own lives as we then go out and begin to do right. You see, sharing the gospel is often not glamorous. Planting seed, watering that seed, most people will never see. But when God brings the increase, it is a wonderful and powerful experience. But it's something that we won't get to enjoy, and we don't get to enjoy unless we're willing to be faithful, even in the quiet, unseen places. You know, it's not just witnessing and evangelizing where it's often ministry is often unnoticed, but it's also in the process of encouraging and helping those new believers to grow in their walk with the Lord. That ministry is often unnoticed and often it is a quiet and, and little area that's little paid attention to. But it has powerful impact as people grow in their walk with the Lord and become disciples who make disciples. I'm so glad that you've joined me here this morning and uh, trying to figure out a few things with our technology here today. So we are going to be in Proverbs chapter 5 looking at verses 16 through 23 and talking about the God who sees, the God who sees. As we begin, I want to read to you verse number 21, as you'll see where the theme for this morning's lesson comes from, and then we'll go back and look through this passage together. The Bible says in Proverbs 5 and verse 21, for the ways of man are before the eyes of of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. In other words, God sees you. God sees what you're doing, but God also sees what you're thinking. Now let's go back and read the rest of this passage together because I want you to see one specific area that he is referencing here in what he sees about us. 
The Bible says here in Proverbs chapter 5, beginning in verse number 15, drink waters out of thine own cistern and running waters out of thine own well. Let thy fountains be dispersed abroad and rivers of waters in the streets. Let them be only thine own and not strangers with thee. In other words, you shouldn't share a drinking source with somebody else. But this isn't talking about just drinking after somebody in the same water fountain. This is specifically dealing with the area of a relationship between a man and a woman, a relationship that should be exclusive in marriage. I know last week as James was going through the study here at the beginning of Proverbs chapter 5, he was dealing with the topic of adultery. And here, uh, God is not done dealing with this topic here in Proverbs chapter 5. He deals specifically with the idea that God sees us and because of God's view into our life and because of the importance of a right relationship with God, he challenges us to be exclusive in, in the marriage relationship and, and in the physical relationship that is a part of marriage. He says in verse 18, let thy fountains be blessed and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Let her be as the loving hind and pleasant roe. Let her breast satisfy thee at all times and be thou ravished always with her love. Don't get full filled up by spending your time with other people physically or even emotionally, mentally, that are that is not your spouse. It says in verse 20, and thou wilt, and why wilt thou, my son, be ravished with a strange woman and embrace the bosom of a stranger? You know, it often seems, and maybe you've heard the statement, that the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. But I heard a little addition to that. Um, statement a while back. Somebody said, yes, the grass may be greener on the other side of the fence, but that could be because it's growing on top of a septic tank. I would tell you this, men and women, if God has given you the privilege, the blessing of being married, don't be looking for grass on the other side of the fence. It may look greener, but enjoy and be filled with and be fulfilled by the relationship with the spouse that God has given you. Yes, up close, you may see their warts. You may see the blemishes. You may see the struggles. But God has given you that spouse for a reason. Men, love your wife. Take care of your wife. Be satisfied with her. And I would say this, this passage isn't just about being satisfied with your wife. Being satisfied with your wife means that you are satisfied with God. If God has given you that wife, then God has given you exactly what you need. When God created Adam and Eve, he said that Eve was made to be a help meet for Adam. In other words, she was there to complete him. So if the wife God has given you came from God, then she is the one that God gave you to complete you. Don't be looking for your completion and fulfillment in someone else or in something else. 
be fulfilled, be completed in the Lord and with the woman that he gave you to be your wife. Love her, cherish her, be exclusive with her. It says, for the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. God sees. God knows. Men, what you may think you're doing in secret, it is not a secret at all. Confess it to God. I think every man at some point or another has probably struggled with his thoughts, his eyes, maybe even with his actions. Men, confess those things to the Lord. Make it right with God. God knows and he sees. Verse number 22, it says, His own iniquities shall take the wicked himself. God will judge you for your sin, and he shall be holden with the cords of his sins. He shall die without instruction, and in the greatness of his folly, he shall go astray. God will bring judgment because God sees and God knows. Yes, this may sound like a hard lesson for a Tuesday morning. But this is an important lesson. We need hard lessons. We need to hear from God and we need to be, need to be reminded that our God sees. God sees your thoughts. God sees your actions. God sees your desires. Learn to be satisfied with what and with whom God has given to you. Being satisfied with the one that God has given you is being satisfied with God himself. Find your fulfillment in the Lord. Trust in him. Trust that what God has given you is the best for you. Too many men in this world and ladies are looking saying, maybe there's somebody else out there that can make me happy. The reason you're looking for that is because you're not satisfied with God. Your relationship with him, with the Lord, is the most important relationship in your life. Find your satisfaction with the Lord, and in so doing, he will give you satisfaction with the one that he gave to be your spouse. Be faithful to God. Be faithful to your spouse. Walk in obedience. We serve the God who sees. Well, thank you for joining me here this morning. Before I finish up, I want to take a few moments and pray. We've been asking for God's blessing and God's healing for Sandra. And praise the Lord, she her hip is getting better. In fact, she thinks she might be able to be back at church within the week. That'd be wonderful to see her. I also got an update on Brother Larry. We've been praying for him. He ended up spending days in the hospital, but he's doing much better. I'm thankful to be able to report that. I would also ask you to pray for my family, my wife's family specifically, as her aunt passed away this past week. And my wife and I will be traveling later this week up to um, the memorial service, the funeral service for her. Please pray for safety, but please pray for comfort for this family as she was a wife, a mother, a grandmother, and a pastor's wife as well. And so God has given her an incredible 
far-reaching ministry. Posted a video last night on my personal page of my son playing the piano. She was one of his, or he was one of her students. And so many people, even people that we know, we found out through this video that they knew my wife's aunt as well. She clearly had a, a wide influence during her life because she served God faithfully. And I'm so thankful she's with the Lord now, but please pray for the family that's here. If you have other re requests and needs, please feel free to share those in the comments. And when I go back and read those, I will be sure to pray for those this week and even try to remember them in prayer tomorrow during our devotional time. Would you join me in prayer now as we talk to the Lord together? Lord, we love you and we thank you for this day. Lord, we need you. Lord, you see and you know everything about us. Lord, you see us when we sit down. You see us when we rise up. You see us when we lie down at night. You know our thoughts. You know our actions. You know everything about us. And Lord, I pray that as we understand that you are God and we are not, Lord, we confess to you that we need you today. We are weak. Lord, we thank you for the healing for Sandra and for Brother Larry. But Lord, we pray for the family of Shandy's um, aunt and as they are going through this period of loss. Lord, we rejoice knowing that she's with you, but we admit that we're hurting and struggling during this time. I pray, Lord, for safety as many are traveling in for this service on Friday, and I pray for um, strength for her husband and her children and grandchildren, for her church as they experience this loss most acutely. Lord, I pray that you would encourage this family and these friends. We thank you for her faithfulness. Thank you for your work in her life. Father, I pray that you would continue to guide and direct us. We pray for souls to be saved. We thank you for those that were saved even through